Welcome to Henrico Happenings. I'm Victoria Davis. And I'm Kristen Smith. As November kicks off the holiday season, we want to share with you something else that's getting started this month. The very first steps toward construction of a new indoor sports and convocation center. Now, the facility is going to be built on a portion of property at Virginia Center Commons. It was put on pause after COVID-19 swept through our community, but now the project is back on track. And here to share all the exciting details is Neil Luther. He's the Director of Recreation and Parks for Henrico County. And Neil, tell us about this indoor sports center and how wonderful it's going to be for our community. Well, thank you all for having me this morning. Uh, we are very excited about this project. It's going to be the very first indoor sports complex that Henrico County has ever undertaken. And, and we have a lot of young men and women who play indoor sports, and obviously it's tough to find court space. So for us to be able to bring this uh, facility out of the ground and to fruition, it's really going to be a game changer for the, the landscape of, of youth sports in the community and beyond as we seek to attract uh, travelers who are looking for venues to come and organize tournaments. This is going to put us on the map for a number of reasons um, and just a tremendous asset for, for this county being able to, to move forward. So what kind of sports are we talking about? Sort of paint a picture of what this facility is going to look like. Sure. This facility, uh, as it's, as it's uh, shaping up, it was always intended to support court sports, primarily basketball, uh, a, a hardwood floor. Uh, it's uh, 200,000 square feet, give or take. So you have in excess of 150,000 square feet of, of basketball court space on the floor. Uh, volleyball um, is a natural second. And then really anything else you can play on a court, um, uh, that, that includes um, pickleball, which is extremely popular. Yes, it is. Um, and then in an indoor setting, uh, you know, you can put uh, mats down and, and have wrestling, cheer, dance. Um, you can play indoor field hockey. Uh, really, the, the, the sky's the limit in terms of, of the uh, flexibility of the space for, for that, those kind of court setups for, for sports. And then as you all alluded to in the introduction, it's also being built around the um, ability to uh, pull out seating and set up a center court type arrangement so that the facility will double as an event center, essentially, so you could host certainly high school graduations is, is the, the primary driver behind that, but also being able to set up in a, in a configuration to support a concert or a center court basketball venue or a center court volleyball tournament or something along those lines. So again, the, the facility is really geared around um, flexibility and multiple uses for, for multiple purposes. So let's talk about um, financially what this could mean for the county because sports tourism is huge mm -hmm. in Henrico. In fact, we've even seen it bounce back post-COVID or during COVID, Absolutely. I guess, this summer. Um, and it brings in a lot of revenues, brings in a lot of travelers. So how is this going to play into that? Well, it is, and, and it was very. It's an interesting story for us. Um, obviously, Virginia was shut down for all sports. I mean, basically shut down in the beginning of March when the governor uh, put the, the first uh, restrictive order, uh, stay-at-home order, out. So we weren't allowed to take the field really until um, the the we went into phase two, which was early June, I believe. Um, we were one of the first back, and to your point. We had um, a great return to sports. We put out a whole protocol 
um, about you know having to, to basically COVID proof your your organization. Mm-hmm. But the long and short of it is, we saw a very robust return to the uh, fields and generated about $14 million over the summer in economic spending. That was a little short of where we would like to have been, but still a pretty impressive number given all the uh, headwinds that that we faced. The point being is that's all outdoors. So everything we've been doing up until this point is all outdoors, and and we're missing a huge slice of the pie when it comes to being able to compete regionally and nationally for indoor sports, again, basketball, volleyball, those being the big drivers. Um, The the first blush that we looked at it uh, without even having to try we're missing out on about $36 million in opportunities by virtue of people that have come to us for, for tournaments because they know us, and then we have to say, well, we, we know you like being here, but we don't have an, an indoor facility. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our reputation precedes us, but we turn away easily $36 million worth of uh, activities that would be on the table if we had access to an indoor facility. So. That's what this thing, um, th- that's what this complex really means. for that, the I mean, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of money. And then the sports tours, and we've seen that growing consistently year after year, right? Correct. Um, been a pretty robust growth. Uh, you know, we've, we've year over, every year we've increased. Um, we've gotten more purposeful about it. And again, as we have expanded our offerings, we, we still have this missing piece of the indoor that this will really unlock. And, and you know, the, the model is the same. The model is uh, we build these facilities. They get heavily utilized on the weekends by groups that come in from the outside and spend money in the community here that generates economic activity. It generates direct tax revenue back to the county. And then that same facility then has a direct benefit to the, the users here in the community um, during the week for practices, for high school sports, for recreational sports. So, Basically, the outside uses pay for the facility for the benefit of the uses during the week by our own uh, young men and women. That's going to be awesome. And when we talk about community impact, let's just talk about the location of the facility altogether. So we knew that that was the Virginia Center Commons Complex, and we knew that it had a decline in its outlook of appearance. So how was the county able to get this particular property? Well, this has been talked about for a long time, so there's a, a whole history. But the, the long and short of it is that we had uh, really thought early that Virginia Center Commons would be – there was a pen on the map early uh, because, as to your point, I mean, the, the area around Virginia Center Commons is, is really doing very well. But the mall itself, even before we went into COVID, is – you know, the day of the mall is over even before we got to COVID. So we have this kind of hole in the middle of a donut that's doing very well. When we went into this complex um, and the idea, it was always intended to be a public-private partnership. So the county was basically looking to um, fund the construction, but wanted the private sector to really bring the land and the overall proposal to the table. So we went through a couple of iterations uh, hoping to get Virginia Center in the mix. And at the end of the day, we have a developer local here who was able to bring that property to the table. And that's really when this really came together because the location is so perfect for a lot of reasons. It's 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 really central for all of the county. Um, so access is really good. It's right off of 95 mm-hmm, at the 295 mm-hmm. intersection. So you're, you couldn't be better in terms of location for visitors. And, and with the um, what's going on on the on the Brook Road corridor out there, it becomes an economic generator 
for the rest of the of the mall to redevelop into the future for for future um, economic vibrancy in that area and in, in that entire corridor. Absolutely. This is not demolishing the entire mall. This is going into what the former Sears building. The entire Sears building will come down and a portion of the mall. We bought um, uh, the 15 acres that the county bought. The entire Sears building and a good portion of the existing mall is on that property, and that'll all be coming down in the first phase. I don't think the spectacular teardown will happen probably for a, a, a few weeks to a couple months. So what is the vision beyond this sports facility for that area? Well, the the developer, Repke, uh, they put together the whole acquisition. So they own now, their their LLC owns the entirety of the mall with the exception of the American Family Parcel, for those mm-hmm. folks who are familiar with it up there. Mm-hmm. So we own about 25 acres. Obviously, we're committed to this facility that's going to essentially become an anchor tenant for future redevelopment of the rest of the 70 or so acres of mall and, and mall property that this developer owns and controls. And, and the, they're working on that now in, in parallel with what we're doing, but certainly a hotel is is in the mix. That was always part of the equation. Uh, more um, dining opportunities, probably a lot of focus on retail entertainment, things that uh, play nicely with a sports theme, things mm-hmm. like trampoline parks, um, you know, indoor sports activities, those kinds of things on the on the retail and private side. Then some probably some 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 uh, housing and residential as well. So a mix of uses. But that entire mall ultimately over the coming years is going to be completely redeveloped. So what's the the first step? You talked about uh, demolition. Well, the first step, um, the public-private partnership requires board action, obviously, to proceed. Mm -hmm. So the board took action here in um, late October to execute the interim agreement, which basically puts together all of the necessary pre-construction services. That includes the demolition of the existing structure and it includes the full design and construction drawings essentially for the, the new facility. So we're working with the developer to finalize the concept design, and then they'll take it from there to, to finish the construction drawings. And they're also, as I said, gearing up to start physically tearing down the mall and scraping it clean so that they have a, a build-ready site. Um, probably the, the goal right now is to have the building under construction by summer. Okay, and what's the timeline in terms of having it finished? Well, assuming the timeline holds to where we are on paper, we would uh, start construction this summer, and it would be open. Uh, we'd do a ribbon cutting, and it would be open for use in September of 2022. Wow. That's going to be awesome. That's really exciting. You got you must be pretty thrilled about the concept and moving forward. We are. You know, we um, the, the it's been really interesting to, to see the evolution of the public-private partnership because this allows us as a county and, and us particularly as a department to do things that we do well, but it also brings in the expertise of the private sector. So it takes um, the assets that we have and leverages them to a, a much greater potential. So we, we are very, very excited that the um, private partnership that we have with the Rebkey Group and the access to the mall is bringing to fruition a project that we wouldn't have been able really as a county to lift entirely on our own. And so I think it's going to be really a transformative project for the for the community for years to come. And we've seen these partnerships recently with the YMCA and our new aquatic center and the partnerships that the county is building with private and and industries and companies and organizations is really bringing some beautiful facilities to 
our residents. It is. Uh, it's a it's a very purposeful model. And to your point, we actually w- within our portfolio and, and recreation, we have three. We have the YMCA, actually four, if you, the, you include the the YMCA pool and and the Nova facility mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. under construction. Um, and then there's the 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 redo and repurposing of Belmont Golf Course oh, where we brought right, in yeah. the uh, first tee. And again, the and and the model is the same. The model is the county has a desire to make access of these public amenities, recreational amenities available. We'd like to do it at, at the highest uh, uh, quality possible. The county um, has limited. You know, we have to be fiscally. Uh, you know, good stewards of, of the dollars. So we have money, but we have to be very cognizant of limitations on that. And bringing in these partnerships leverages those available dollars much more, and particularly when it comes to the operations. So what we are good at is capitalizing and building, and then we let an operator coming in from the outside who's good at something that we're not good at. We've never run a pool, for example. Right. So, And we've proven that we weren't necessarily the best of, of, of a, uh, as a golf course operator. So we're able to uh, leverage expertise and talent from the outside coming into these projects. And ultimately, what we're doing is we're offsetting future operating costs. And that's the model that this indoor sports facility will operate under, too. The county is basically fixing its, its cost at the cost of construction allowing the operator eventually in the future to, to, to bear the burden of the ongoing operating cost on an annual basis. And at the end of the day, everybody's happy and Henrico's still beautiful. So. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to share? No, I uh, appreciate you having me this morning. It is a great project, and it's particularly good to talk about something during these times where we can get excited about um, coming back to coming together and, and, and playing and, and having a good time together as a community and beyond. And I know every parent with a, with a child that participates in any kind yes, of sports I was to say is that. like, please provide my child an outlet for their energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Neil. We're excited to see, um, see it come from the ground up. All right. Well, thank you all again for having me. Thank you. That is going to do it for the November episode of Henrico Happenings in this season of gratitude, Victoria. We're grateful for you. That's right. For all of you. We will see you back here in December. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, you all. Bye. Bye.